the future of photography. Hello and welcome back to the Future of Photography. I'm still Chris Marquard and we are still the whole gang sequestered at home, having nothing to do other than record episodes for you. There is Adrian. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yes. <laughs> Emar, how are you doing? the busiest times of my life. I'm good too. Can't let that one slide. Though. And Jeremiah. COVID fine. COVID fine. As as is becoming the norm. So we are back with another episode. Um, let's see. Do we have any follow up from last week? I don't think so. I don't think so. It was it was um, the niche editing tools were kind of interesting. If you haven't listened to that one, go back to the future of photography and check that out. It was a lot of fun to record, and uh, this one will be too, <laughs> especially because. <laughs> okay, let's see how well. I am prepared for this one. Um, Adrian, you brought this one up. The 500 euro slash dollar slash pound kit challenge. What's that about? Yeah, well, so this is um, uh, this is something that I, I inspired by uh, a, a news article that I read a little while ago. Um, and uh, I thought, do you know what? This would be a really good... Uh, a topic for us to think about well how if you were starting out now and you had to build a whole system from scratch brand, brand new because you know just just to make it even harder and you were only allowed to spend 500 of whatever you spend and between us we spend pounds dollars and euros don't we between the four of us so uh yeah i thought well okay well let's take that 500 and what would you buy with it and why and that's basically the exam question for today <laughs> So, so would would this be a situation where this is going to? I be, love this topic. Yeah, would, I do too. Would yeah. this be the kit that I get to um, use? Can Can I just ask you a question on approach? Is this for someone who thinks they want to get into photography, or is it someone who is a illustrator, for example, and needs it for reference? Is it a scientist who needs to record? So, all of these intentions will definitely influence one's choices. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's there's, uh, and I think that's where I, I started with my looking at this. Is like, well, what am I trying to achieve? Yes. Yeah. What and and to that point, does it have to be someone who wants to learn photography or someone who knows photography? And and one more question: Is it something that is is that like a kit that I'm supposed to keep using from then on? Like, is it? Is it is it my my <laughs> my, my only kit cannons. from that point on, or is it? I mean, do, do I'm building like is is this a um an like a desert island situation kind of thing? <laughs> uh, it, it's a it's a variation on that theme, I think. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, but but I think the idea is to to get a whole kit for you know for this price and assuming that you don't have anything else maybe 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 you've just been bitten by the photography bug and you don't have cupboards and cupboards and cupboards full of kit and cameras and stuff like that so and cash. think fast Emer, <laughs> and think cash fast. <laughs> yeah you can oh, just good. think of it i suppose as somebody in the beginning who wants to dip a toe in there but is not really sure and doesn't want to splash out a huge chunk of money on something that potentially they may you know, get a few goes out of and then kind of realize, oh, this is beyond me or, you know, I don't like it. 
yeah absolutely and i and i think you know for what i found in my research it's actually quite hard it's actually quite hard for 500 whatevers to come up with something that's better than a phone <laughs> now, <laughs> now, admittedly quite a lot of us pay more than 500 for a phone right that's yeah. right so yeah. that's um, so so there is that element to it yeah. but uh, and so it yeah so going back to the intent i mean i i struggled i thought to myself well why would i want to spend 500 pounds on an on a camera kit what am i trying to achieve at that point um and i came up with i know four different reasons why that might be uh that that might be a thing that i'd like to do first of all um some people like the 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 technology and the craft and the learning and the science and 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 the physics and the diagrams with arrows going through bits Mm. of glass don't they and want to learn photography from the ground upwards yeah as a as a student would perhaps uh and and i think that's a that that's a, a uh, definitely a a valid uh, reason for for buying a a so-called real camera <laughs> for yes. this budget um i think another would be um image quality is always is something and i struggled with this one because i thought well actually with with the current you know generation uh, of mobile phones and other other devices you know what does image quality even mean anymore and maybe maybe it's a shallow depth of field maybe you'd like that that shallow depth of field look which is which is still challenging to get on a phone and hmm. um, maybe you want more creative control uh, so you want to be able to work with you know with the different parameters with you know with shutter with aperture with what whatever to to get more control with maybe with some uh, opportunity to use extra peripherals like you know strobe lighting and stuff like that um or maybe number 4 was um maybe you want to go places you can't go with a phone like i don't know underwater or uh, you know or down a cave or, or a coal mine or something like that where where you may not want to take your very expensive phone that probably costs nearly three times as much as the camera you just put <laughs> so, i don't know did anybody think of any other reasons why you might want to do this well my, my thinking was more around like a beginner kind of situation you know someone um just doesn't have the cash and wants to get into photography so that's that's the approach i took yeah yeah definitely. So there's I. definitely that me too yeah. my approach was kind of linked to that but also kind of linked to your point adrian where um obviously i use the phone myself so the first thing i thought of was like pimp your phone with some you know really good <laughs> accessories um that would maybe give you the look of a camera or you know of different filters uh, the new, uh, neutral density filters, they were kind of a, a really nice thing. But, you know, uh, a nice tripod, um, extra lenses, things like that. That's cool. That, um, so why why buy another camera when you kind of, you could explore the thing that you've got in your pocket anyway? That's, that's a really good idea and pretty cool. I did have a think about that myself because although I like shooting with a phone, um, I do find the ergonomics appalling. <laughs> um uh and and that gets in the way for me right um mm. and so actually one of my thoughts was should i be spending uh you know money money just buying all of those good fun things for for mm-hmm. my phone and and then possibly some really baggy trousers so it still fits in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> how about how about this for a just a sidebar question because all of us most of us use cameras and iPhones to capture uh, images how is using one over another influence the kinds of pictures you want to take the kind of pictures you do take and the kind of results that you are satisfied with 
that that, that mm-hmm. is a good collection of, of questions there um <clears throat> I might, I might it, ask to hold that thought. Differentiate. Yeah. yeah, I might ask to hold that thought for a minute because because one of my one of my kits, and I have to admit, I've researched more than one, <laughs> which I know is an excuse. And and if you want to pin me down to one, you th- if you three guys want to pin me down to one, when I've described them, then I'd be very happy to take on that challenge. I can't because I did three. <laughs> I, I have I have forty minutes left, and then uh, it's dinner time here. So that's kind of my limit for today. Okay, all right. Well, I tell you what, I'll dive in. Right? I'll dive in, and then uh, and give you my thoughts, uh, and then we can go from there. So I I had um, I think yeah, with all the themes that I thought of about why I might want to do this, um, I, I came up with three categories. Uh, first is a sort of tough camera or action camera. Um, that's the one you can take underwater, of course. Uh, then the second is that you know a, a an entry level big sensor camera, and uh, or then the third thought I thought I had was a sort of special use or niche use or single use kind of, kind of camera, uh, and uh, and that then sort of gave me uh, that gave me the, the the three themes for for the choices that I've made. Um, I'll do I'll, I'll talk about the the entry level cameras first because I think we or, or the the big sensor entry level camera because I think we've all had to think about that. And and I looked at this and I thought, well, okay, there's there's DSLRs and there's some great ones of those. There's mirrorless and there's some great ones of those. And the, you know the, there's you know premium compact and all that sort of thing. Um, and I thought at the end of it, I thought at the end of the day, it's a bit like buying a games console in the sense that you just want to get what your mate's got because then you can borrow his or her stuff. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. You, if, if they have a lens, if you've only got 500 pounds or euros or dollars and you've bought something, you, you may only be able to get a camera with a kit lens. But if you've got a friend who shoots whatever, the same brand, then you can go and borrow all their lenses and all of their extra <laughs> goodies and stuff like that. So, so my, my advice for you know, entry-level serious cameras is get what your mate's got. Mm. very very good tip very good tip that is a good tip yeah Mm. and make sure that your mate uh is willing to (laughs) lend you someone who's never done photography all their lenses good point Good point. Um, uh, so I, that, of course, was also a neat uh, way of sidestepping the the age old uh, internet question of SLR versus mirrorless. Um, and so, uh, you know, because uh, when I looked at it and I thought, well, there are pros and cons of each. And I, I don't think I can choose between them. But I guess, uh, I don't know, did anybody else manage to choose between mirrorless and SLR? Um, for me, it's clearly on the slr side obviously (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, i i i've gone totally mirrorless except in uh, well no i've gone mirrorless (laughs) no and 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 i and i kind of attached this to the price level because um so so did i i want to i want to go i want to go full frame full frame is where it's got to be so uh try to get a, a a used cheap full frame mirrorless camera it's impossible for that price dslrs plenty nikon d700 300 euros so you can really get something very very decent um which which will give you a lot of freedom a lot of uh space to grow into for almost no money yeah. I, okay. You know, on the other hand, I mean, I found a, a beautiful um, kit with two lenses at, here at B and H for 
uh, $500, $497. It's a Lumix, uh, obviously mirrorless, small. It has two lenses. You know, it has a 12 to 32 and a 45 to 150. So that's everything you need in terms of optical. Um, you know, you get a, you get filters, you get a little, uh, you know, uh, chip. Um, and that's, you know, that's simple and that's kind of the classic, but I, I would not recommend going into that. I'll, I'll hold my other choices. Yeah. I'm just thinking there, like you've all like spent your $500 on your camera, but like I got way more bang for my books, I would argue <laughs> because for like, probably I, I did overspend slightly, I would say. I don't, I meant to tot up the figures, but I didn't get a chance. Um, I got carried away. My list was getting longer and longer. So just to stop, but, um, like you're still going to need, um, a tripod cause that's kind of essential. So if you just had your camera, you're already kind of, you can only use it handheld now cause you don't have, um, you don't yet have, um, a tripod. So, um, there's a thing called uh, the DJ Osmo mobile combo which is like a kind of a stabilization thing for the phone. So um, you can uh, have a remote trigger and everything on that. It's a, it's a fantastic looking thing. Um, so that, that was like coming in at over 200, but I thought, right, that's a great place to start for like tripod. If you're going to use it for video, there's like many applications to this. So whether you're still a photographer or you want to explore a little bit of video as well, all these accessories will kind of help you out especially so, on the video i think because yeah. you'd, you'd, be, you'd be hard pressed to get something that can shoot better video than a phone for less than 500 <laughs> absolutely absolutely um and i thought then as well okay so you need extra power so if you're gonna like go off on a camping trip and potentially this is your only um this is your only piece of kit to take with you so um duracell do a two-day power bank so i thought okay <laughs> if you're going off out in the wilds for a big long walk or you know on a trek or whatever that uh, some extra power will come in handy. Like, think about the size of my kit now in comparison to everybody else's. Is it all fit in a little small pouch? Even all your extra lenses. Um, like, there's everyone's probably heard of the hollow clip that you get for the phone with the fisheye and the macro. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, sure. The, yeah. And that's reasonable in price. But um, I found these other ones called um, moment lenses. I'm not sure if they're available on this side of the pond. I couldn't find a euro price, but um, a bit more expensive, but um, allegedly better quality than the Allo Clip. And they look quite lovely, um, really nice looking things. And the set of, of neutral density filters. And that was my 500 uh, euro slash dollars <laughs> slash whatever. That's um, great. Uh, I, I'm loving that as an approach. Um, I actually have a couple of the moment lenses myself, although they're the first generation ones. So they go re they go really nicely with the sticky plate on the back of my really old phone. But they'll never <laughs> they'll never work on anything ever again after yes. because they change they change the uh, mounting. That's what happened yeah. for me when I when I got an auto clip for my iPhone 4s, and it was it was <laughs> it wonderful changed. until. The 4S wasn't there anymore. And, yeah, uh, iPhone 4S, best phone in the world. Yes. Best phone ever. Yep. I'm with you. I'm it totally really with you. Totally with you. <laughs> I love that. So I still have one. Yeah. A, a 4 or a 4S, I forget which. So excellent choices, Ema. <laughs> I'm liking that. I, I, have, I have to admit, I didn't get a, uh, I didn't get a tripod myself. Um, 
uh, I uh, uh, didn't fit into my budget. I mean, my, my budget for the sort of SLR or mirrorless, they all seem to, the entry level seems to be about uh, 400 or so, what, 400, whatever. I guess Jeremiah got two lenses in his kit and spent his 500. Um, you know, so it is interesting because I, I, I'm a great fan of, of having a kit. The camera is only really the starting point and, and having some extra stuff to go with it i mean beyond sort of batteries and cards and things which you've got to buy as well but just to be able to to you know uh, in my case often it's a light although i have so many lights these days it doesn't really matter much <laughs> but the you know the, the, it's those extra bits like the filters you know, yeah or or the x or extra lenses or or lights or or whatever or a gimbal because uh, you know the, the, or something yeah, like that to yeah, keep, yeah. It, keep it I, i'm gonna push back on that for a moment but someone because someone who is learning photography um i think is best way in Served. is to go in the completely different direction one single lens one single camera one single chip or emulsion you're stealing my idea and just shoot with that <laughs> until you own it. Okay. And then maybe add a filter to that lens. Um, mm. And then then when you're fully in control of that dynamic, then get another lens. And mm. only shoot with that lens for another six months. Discipline yourself so that when you have your kit and you're walking around, you're going – Oh, should I change the lenses? Uh, what should I do now? <laughs> and, like, I, I, I think that going out with one lens and one camera focus your, your, focuses your attention on the world around you rather than on, on the kit. Um, mm. But it, it's funny that, you know, you said that because my, my uh, you know, uh, for my second choice, mm. I I recommended a Lomo Lubitel 166. It's a it's a film camera. <laughs> it only is like three hundred and seventy dollars. There's there's one uh, about, that much now. There's, there's one about five yards from here, <laughs> in the showcase. Yeah, yeah and, and spend the rest of the money on film and processing, and it's it, it will slow you down, and you will have to learn the basics. In other words, you have an emulsion. You have a simple camera. It's twin lens. So that's why I was kind of dodging. Is it is that a mirrored camera? But but um, it's it's funny. I only say that because my father gave me my first camera, which was a Rolleiflex, which he used, and and that's how I learned. I learned on a Rolleiflex, and my next camera was a Speed Graphic four by five. And and then I started to get it. Then I bought an Asahi Pentax and then a Nikon. That was my kind of art. So but, there is a slight difference between a Rolleiflex and a Lubitel. <laughs> there is. <Not> in, <laughs> well, one could argue that the the lack of expense, the, the general cheapness of the Lubitel makes you a lot freer and less protective of the gear itself. Because so, there's something there. As, mm -hmm. as a principle, I would agree with you. I've only ever really had my hands on one Lubitel, belonged to a mate of mine. And uh, I you could not actually see through the, the finder um it with the finder the, the whatever whether it's the mirror or the lenses in the finder they were so bad so low quality that i could not actually compose an image so i'm all f I'm, I'm all for the simplicity of it but you actually have to be able to see <laughs> that's one of my fundamentals but how are the pictures 
<laughs> I, I I could I couldn't take any pictures with it. I mean, um, apart from the I fact mean, I, I, I have, mean, all I have cameras all, all cameras work in the same way that you point them in the general direction of what you want to shoot and then <laughs> press the button. You don't even have to look for something. That is that that true true enough. Although I have to say I have a pet, a pet hate for um, uh, waist level finders that that cause mirroring. Uh, so whether it's TLR go. or whether it's an SLR that's got a waist level finder, whatever it go. is. I, I have a pet hate for that because it gets in my way of composing an image because you have to move it the wrong way. And you every time I try to correct my composition, I move the camera the wrong way. And you just really, got to really carry really around <laughs> a very big sweater <laughs> to pull over your head. No, it's, it's, it's not, it, it, that still won't make me move. It still won't help me move in the right direction, though. <laughs> got to move in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got some good stuff here. And Jeremiah, we didn't actually hear what your your um, choice was Third. of the, the mirrorless camera. Oh, no, we did. Sorry, we didn't. We, we did. It's a, it's a we yeah, did. Sorry. Yeah, we did. It was Chris's. Yeah, we didn't hear. Yeah, you didn't yeah. hear mine yet. So it was Chris's. Sorry, Chris. So I'm I'm of the same school of thought as Jeremiah's in this one. Um, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm all about making people learn or helping people learn about the teaching side of things. And um, one of my mottos is, if something's really easy to learn, it'll be really easy to forget. So... It, it's got to be a bit hard. There's got to be some work in it. And of course, there's always this... This uh, My brother is a graphic designer. When he went to school for the first year, he was not allowed to use a computer. They had to draw by hand and he hated it. He hated it because he wanted to play with all the toys that like click to fill, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was not allowed to. Uh, now that he's been doing this work for so long, he's like, oh, I'm so glad they made me do this. And uh, <sighs> I've had so many situations where I had to go through something that was a bit tough and I learned things that stuck with me. And the same thing I think is true if you make it a very reduced kit. I mean, we're, we're again, I, I would go for a full frame DSLR just, just from a price level. The one aspect in this is, of course, motivation. Like if you if if it's too tough, you won't be motivated to learn, and then you will be like the, your progress will be bad. So I'm also choosing the full frame DSLR because it is a motivator because it's kind of cool, you know. So um, I'm thinking of a 15 year old <laughs> uh, getting into photography here. So um, a full frame DSLR again a D700 Nikon, 300 bucks in decent shape. Um, that's fine. So you have, you have 200 bucks left for some some. And, and this is this is why we make such a great team, isn't it? Because we all have such different opinions. <laughs> of course, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, so you would you would have that uh, DSLR. You can uh, still afford some decent glass, um, fifty millimeter lens. That's a hundred bucks, and then you have a hundred left for whatever toys you want to throw on top of that. And um, that's going to be your kit for the next two years until you learned the ropes. And then <laughs> then you can go and buy yourself something more expensive. But well, more I'm going to throw, throw down an even greater challenge to an aspiring photographic student who really does want to learn the principles. Um, on eBay, I just went kind of found a Cambo 4x5 view camera with a 210 millimeter lens. <laughs> with a lens, wow. With a lens uh, for $275. That is a bargain. 
A bargain. <laughs> you could afford a tripod and some sheets of film <laughs> and some processing. Okay, but but we're this... getting a little off brief here. We are supposed to be buying new cameras for this money, not secondhand cameras. <laughs> and this and this ah. is this is going to be tough because um, because that's really difficult to learn, at least for a beginner, and it would probably kill the motivation pretty soon. I would. Okay. I'm assuming you have a teacher though. Rather than ah, your but who camera. pays for the teacher? Teachers are expensive. <laughs> your, your relative this show is like herding cats. Right? The te teacher, <laughs> teacher is not right. teaching is not for free. Kicking and screaming back to the brief. Right, I'm going I'm to drag us back to the brief. Okay, so and I'll, I'll, I'll go mainstream then, seeing as we were talking about getting getting that way. My my choice for the action camera. Um, the my choice for the action camera is one actually. Actually, no, I don't own it, but I own the one that's sort of two generations previous, and this is the. Uh, Olympus Tough camera, uh, currently modelled at TG6. Um, I have the TG4, which is, uh, you've, you've heard me talk about a lot on this podcast. It's an awesome camera and it just lets you take photographs that you could not take any other way. And for those that like to process stuff, yes, it shoots raw. Um, it shoots really rubbishy video, but it can do it underwater. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh yeah it's, it's amazing what it's like when you're shooting with it in a swimming pool shooting video uh, and the microphones fill up with water the sound is awesome <laughs> <laughs> reminds me yeah. do you remember the uh nikonos oh yes. uh, i do oh, i've never yes. had the chance right. to shoot with one but i do yes so that, for those that don't know that's a, a a nikon film camera that was designed to shoot underwater I remember I, I got one for a job when I was uh, a photographer, a commercial photographer way back when. And I remember when I was reading the catalog, it said, do not attempt to change film underwater. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all these messages are there for a reason because someone probably tried that. <laughs> yes. I did. I, I, yes, there, you, you get these internet memes, don't you? I think I saw one the other day that said, "Please do not bring your horse into the restaurant," or something like that. And, <laughs> there you and go. Quite underneath it was, "What exact event had to happen for that to be added to the sign?" <laughs> Even my miniature horse. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't say. <laughs> okay, and I'll and I'll and I'm going to meet Chris in the middle halfway here, actually, as oh, well. Okay. Uh, and and I suppose Jeremiah, in the sense of having something that has a bit of a single single lens, single purpose. This is my third pick, um, and this is my single use pick. Um, and this is a camera I do actually have. Um, it is a it is the Fuji XF10, um, which is a current model. Um, uh, I was going to say cigarette packet size camera, but I suppose you'd say a pack of cards these days. It <laughs> certainly fits in the trouser pocket. Um, it has a uh, a large sensor. It's an APS-C sensor. Um, it has a, a 28 millimeter equivalent lens. So it's roughly the same field of view as your phone, the main lens on your phone. Um, and it's great for loads of things. It's great for street photography because it's very small and discreet and it, and it has a, a fixed focus mode. Uh, it's great for family life or, or party life when you want to be when you want to be engaged with the event that you're at and you don't want to be the person behind the camera. Yes. Um, and it's especially great um, if you uh, if you ever get the opportunity to go with your better half on a trip and uh, your better half, as mine doesn't, not particularly into photography, having a really high quality camera that you can uh, fit into your trouser pocket and, and it, it means that you're allowed to take photos when you're away on your <laughs> <laughs> without getting disengaged from the whole process and event 
so so there you go so th- that's i think is a a bit of a nod in your direction chris hopefully uh uh available for that, about yes. available for about 400 pounds euros dollars um and uh that gives you a bit of money for cards batteries etc etc and, and this is a great camera um takes fantastic photographs well Okay, if if you point at interesting stuff, it does. <laughs> you could just leave it at home; it does the work for you. Yeah, it does, yeah. Mine's in a cupboard at the moment; it doesn't take very good photographs. In there. <laughs> so there, there we have a whole bunch of interesting choices of things. Now, how does this do apply to the bucks? future? The future of photography. How will students in the future be best introduced to the process of taking pictures? How would I think we, how would we do that? I think I think Emar is probably at the forefront here because everyone I think you're has, right. everyone in the future has a camera, a multiple cameras. So yeah, you don't need yeah. to introduce anyone to photography. Everyone's doing it and uh, augmenting it with a few interesting things. It's it's wonderful, yeah. yeah. And when those Apple glasses come out. Oh, oh yeah. Goodness, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Google did so well with that. <laughs> <laughs> These look like regular glasses. From yeah. what I've seen. I've, cool Mo- Monica and I talked about it, and she said it's going to be called the II. The II. Anyway, anyway, let's let's move on to our picks of the week. Let's start um, this one with. Uh, Jeremiah, why don't you go first? Well, uh, in, in, in keeping with my um, kind of <laughs> lomography uh, kind of focus, the low mode number one, which is a camera with a lens you can fill with liquid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it is a pretty much a DIY camera, medium format, and it's made from sustainable cardboard. It costs $59. Uh, and... Um, I encourage people to just go and look at it to see how bizarre it really is. Um, what does it do with the liquid? Is it, <laughs> it creates is it like, the lens. Okay, so also, so the liquid is the lens. Does it mean you can add pressure and then the lens swells up and changes its focus? Or I don't know, but I, I think it acts as a filter mm-hmm. uh, on top of glass, but I'm, I, I'm not sure. I mean... Because I've seen a, a concept or maybe even a product that did this with glasses where um, yeah, you, I had, saw that. you had like yeah. glasses for the third world, relatively cheap, and they were pretty much liquid filled and you could adjust the the refraction by adding or removing liquid. I think this does very much not the focus of the lens with those ah, glasses, were, but it basically creates distinctive it's like a filters. Filter. Yeah. yeah, from yeah. you can use coffee or caramel, tea or tequila. <laughs> tequila. Is that right on there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every brew creates unprecedented, unpredictable. Oh, uh, and of course, of course, different liquids have different refraction, different, different refractions. So you could have sure. you could have a oil oil filled lens. Yes, it's very low. Yeah. Well, it takes the really slow photographs <laughs> with oil. <laughs> yes, yeah. But anyway, that's my pick. Okie dokie. And uh, Imar, why don't you go next? Okay, so when I was looking for stuff for the kit for five hundred dollars, <laughs> I came across these things, which I thought were great: um, neutral density filters for the iPhone. And that's something I find that I always play around with after the fact. Uh, in almost 100% of the time. So 
I'd love to have a play around with these and I think they're definitely going into the wish list and they're actually um what is it? Forty nine ninety nine, so not gonna break the bank. Oh wait, no, sorry, fifty seven pounds. And you also um, need the you need the case for the moment. You need yeah, I think now that this is gonna give you the case and the set of filters. Um yeah, and the thread as well comes with it. So it's a nice um nice little kit. There's um, five different gradations in it. So you get the holder and and five different filters. Yeah, uh, and they also make an anamorphic lens too. Yes, yes, yes. So definitely something I would like to try out. Okay, okay. Um, I'll take the liberty to pick the next slot. Um, I have two YouTube videos that I want to share. One is, um, it's a few years old. It's by Digital Ref TV, Kai Wong. You might have seen him on YouTube. He's a does camera reviews and these kind of things. And he did a, a little challenge where he had a, a professional DSLR with a cheap lens on it and shot with that. And then he switched it around and used a cheapish DSLR with a pro lens on it and uh, kind of got uh, to an interesting result. Kind of uh, fits into what I suggested for a beginner's kit. Um, that's the first one. And the second one we talked in the pre-show about, it has nothing to do with photography, but if you want to spend 20, <laughs> 25 minutes in delight, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't believe it would be interesting, but someone pointed me to the miracle Sudoku. There's a guy who does, has a channel on YouTube and he solves, uh, some, some puzzles and stuff and <laughs> he solves this Sudoku and it is an amazing watch. I spent the, I, I thought I, turn this off after two minutes i spent the entire 25 minutes going oh this is amazing so uh we'll link both of those in the show notes and adrian what's your pick of the week uh well i got a new app this week uh, no. for my for my ipad um and so i've been playing around with it um i'm not quite sure what it's called <laughs> Um, because if you look at it on the app store it's called one thing on their website it's called another thing so forgive me if i get this wrong but i think it's called pixelmator photo pro editor and uh i i'm in a heaven with this because it's got color wheels <laughs> oh no the good old and oh, that looks I, good i, I mm. if only they could add you know some scopes in a future future release oh, oh, that'll be done i won't need another tool for the rest of my life <laughs> and ever since i first started dabbling in in um color grading video and the tools for for color grading video uh, i came across yeah, and, and many photographers may not know about them. Uh, I came across the concept of color wheels, which is a way uh, of changing the color balance in mm-hmm. your photograph, or, or most cases in your in your video or film. Um, and I fell in love with this way of editing color and, and balancing color and matching color. Um, it just made a lot of sense to me. And ever since then, I've been looking for a photo editing tool that will use this technology. And Pixelmator Photo Pro Editor um, for the princely sum of, of £5 has given me exactly that. It's, it is a photo editor that um, it works really, really well um, with the Apple Photos app on my iPad. Um, in fact, probably better manage, at managing albums than the Apple Photos app itself. Um, and uh, it does raw conversion um, uh, and it, it'll so happily work with raw files. It's got some automated processing for batch processing in it and things like that. But it's the color tools in it that I really, really love. Um, and and that, is, that is my pick of the week. Now, if you if you not that fussed about color 
probably not the tool for you. <laughs> but this has got about <laughs> 10 different ways of editing color and I love it. Um, the only other, a couple of caveats um, uh, I would say is that it, it doesn't do any selective adjustments. So that thing that, you know, that we were talking about, I think only last week, which was uh, that that Snapseed does really well. You're yeah, editing, you know, uh, selectively in an image. It doesn't do any of that, sadly. Um, so it's not the one tool to rule them all. Um, and uh, it also, uh, when, when you do some edits, um, it tends to make image copies images of file uh, sorry copies your image files to make the edits non-destructively um, and so uh, I've already racked up yeah you know, the thick end of a gigabyte of saved images in just a week um, uh, because mm -hmm. so or it, there there is there's something to think about there about the longevity of how long you can reserve uh, preserve your non-destructive edits for before you run out of disk space or cloud space um but other than that uh, i'm really impressed with it at first glance um it seems pretty robust and i love the color wheels <laughs> <laughs> next next is the video scope you need for your photos instead of I the no i totally right? want the scopes i love yeah, it. so yeah, yeah. so i i taught myself some years ago uh i taught myself the the, the fundamentals or at least the tech the, the technicals uh, of doing color grading in davinci resolve um just for fun right just for fun i think i edited a family vacation video on it that i shot on my phone so oh no, maybe i shot it on a proper camera but uh uh you know i used that as a project to learn with um and i just fell in love with this stuff um can, can i can i um tell you that i i made a purchase this week it was quite expensive uh i don't know what came over me probably the uh, the the covid lockdown same, uh, same thing that came over me <laughs> you know what i mean and and, and uh, we know we got our checks from our our uh, so to speak president uh signed by him so i just took <laughs> took half of it and bought uh, a uh, looped xct which oh. is absolutely dazzling and i i'm just scratching the surface on how to use it but with pixelmator again i'm not sure how it would work on an ipad i don't think it would but in terms of color wheels and editing and davinci it has a complete plugin for davinci it's an amazing tool it's so beautifully made and it like you know mouse it's designed to point right keyboards yep to type this is an absolute uh, game changer in terms of now i've had the early loop deck which i bought on kickstarter early early when they announced it and i thought that was good but it's it it's big and cumbersome and sits in place of your keyboard this thing looks like a little trackpad except it, it is multifunctional and if you like color wheels You've got hardware <laughs> color wheels. Is what you're telling me. You've won up to me. So <laughs> no, sell a cam by that. So, so there we there we have an additional bonus pick of the week, and <laughs> make, make sure we, we'll, we'll make sure to put a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, that was it for this week of the future of photography. Thanks for your time. We are on the web at thefutureofphotography.com with a whole bunch of episodes. We're on Twitter at tfop now t f o p n o w. That's a great way to get in contact with us. Same on Instagram at tfop now and. Uh, We'll be back in a week. Till then, take care and bye-bye. Bye-bye, all. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. 
subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.